Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Welcome to episode 40, which is the two-year recap as well as the November recap, which we'll get into all that stuff in just a minute. But first, I'd like to introduce my special guest with us today is the lovely Michelle. Hi, Hi. Michelle. Hi. How are you? Good. It was a a long journey to get here. Yeah. Uh, Up the stairs. Up the stairs to the (laughs) loft. And here we are. Here we are. I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah. And then vacuuming. We'll, and then dusting. Gonna, I got to dust. I got to vacuum. I got to mop. I got to do laundry. I got to change the bed sheets. Ugh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then I'll take the trash out. And thank you so much. I'll be I'll be right with you. I okay. promise. Okay. So, couple things real quick. So I started November at two fifty eight, and I ended November at two sixty. And today's the twenty seventh. I'll be perfectly honest. I know this is launching on the sixth of December. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I am uh, about a week and a day early. Uh, actually, a week and two days early, but uh, we're going to be in Hawaii when you're listening to this. Uh, my dad treated us to a Hawaii trip with me and my sister. It's a whole thing. But anywho, uh, just I didn't want to record like last minute. So I'm recording the weekend before we go. So this is just a little bit early. I'm sure if I really, really wanted to, I could have gotten down to 258, but we just had Thanksgiving on Thursday. We had leftovers Friday. My sister and her wife came. My parents came. We hosted. So there was a lot of just like food going around, which we'll talk about as well. But basically, I'm at 260 as of this morning. I didn't even go for a run this morning, even though it's Sunday. So I'm going to try my best to get better, get healthier, get into better shape before we get to Hawaii. And then after we get back from Hawaii, I'll have a little bit more consistency and being able to ride my bicycle more on the weekends and all that other fun stuff. So stay tuned for the December recap, which is going to be really great. Uh, Also, uh, we went to Chicago and Denver. That was great. I will talk about that later. No big deal. Obviously, I didn't hit my 255 weight goal. I didn't do my two-a-day workouts. Uh, so that's that. And, and very excited to talk about the rate, the ratings that we have on Apple podcast. We have gotten to 50 ratings at five stars. Y'all did it. And I'm so happy. I can't even tell you. I was looking Woo-hoo! at it just before. And I told him, I told the lovely Michelle, I was like, oh my God, we're at 50, 50 ratings at five stars on Apple podcast, which is just amazing and stellar. Thank you all so much. I don't want any more. 
I don't need any more. Thank you. That's all I just wanted to get was to 50. And I'm so happy. I like 50. 50 is a great number. Let's just stay at 50. But 100 would be great too. I don't want to. I don't. Because then I'm just going to constantly feel like I need to get to 100. So please. Look, don't discourage them. if they No wanna... more ratings. <laughs> get out of there. Don't do another rating. If they want to sing your praises, let them. Oh, God. If we get to 51, I'm going to lose my mind. Please don't. No more ratings. I got to just stay at 50. Reverse psychology, no, guys. No, no. <laughs> You're making this please. Worse. please rate him no no don't do it anyway okay so that's it that's all i wanted to get that off of my chest so i'm at 260 that's fine we'll talk about it uh and then uh and then the the ratings are at are at 50 and five stars which is incredible and thank you all so so very much it was amazing and it means a lot to me so okay that said off we go let's get into it let's get into it so Michelle, hi! Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for asking. Thank you for for making the the trek up those stairs, and thank you for being so patient. Thank you for marrying me. You know what? Thank you for making eggs yesterday. Oh, thank you for <laughs> swiping right. Yeah, thank you for swiping right. I don't know mm. if everybody knows that or not, but we met on Tinder, so we both. Which is not right. cool anymore. <laughs> yeah, Did you guys know that? I talked to my my cousin Olivia in uh, in Chicago. Shout out to Olivia, but she was saying. Uh, she asked us how Nobody we met. Nobody uses dating apps. I Ew. Said, I said that we met on Tinder and she said, oh, no one does that anymore. And I was <laughs> like, why? She's like, well, basically, if you, use, if you use any dating app, there's something wrong with you. Which I get if you're in college. If you're in college and you can go to, you can like throw a rock and hit 16 parties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't need a dating app. Yeah. So there was, there was that piece of information. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. So we're not, we're past not our cool. prime, babe. So it was, I don't know if it was ever cool, but I, but it's definitely not fashion. cool. Yeah. Out of fashion. <laughs> now just give it like 20 more years and it'll be like back in vogue yeah. where it's like, They'll be like um, wearing bell bottoms, doing like tender 2.0. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Anyway, what uh, what are we talking about today? Well, I okay. So I wanted to do a little bit of a, of a Chicago-Denver recap of just kind of how that was. Although I could save that for a different episode. Oh, that's fine. And I, and I wanted to just kind of talk about the two years kind of overall um, since I think it's December 3rd is my two-year anniversary of the surgery. Yeah. Which is uh, like the day that we leave to go to Hawaii. That is crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So two years. It's which like is- been... Uh, 2020 was a 10-year-long year, yeah, right? And right, then right. that was two years ago with the end of 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That blows my mind. Yeah, so that was like right... like. COVID hit at 2019, and it was a year into COVID. We were all working from home. Well, it technically didn't really hit hit the U.S. until March. We shut down in Correct. March. Correct. Right, right, right. We shut down in March. Everyone went to work from home. Mm-hmm. And then my surgery was almost canceled. It was almost pushed out. You were was, so lucky that you got it. Oh, man. I was super lucky. Yeah. Crazy. It was nuts. Yeah. And then even the, the surgeon had told me, like, the door closed right behind you. So... Like two weeks after your surgery, no one's doing surgeries anymore. Unless it was like for non-essential surgeries or elective or anything. The electives are all paused. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was crazy. And then so then and also I had a huge advantage as well in that we lived in an apartment at the time of my surgery. There was an elevator that went up and down because we had What a dream. <laughs> Why did we move? <laughs> and we had this out side kind of walkway area that would go around and if you did one lap it was a quarter mile 
And so for me, it was a lot easier to go exercise because I just knew that I can walk one quarter mile at a time to quote uh, Fast and Furious. You know, I live my life one quarter mile at a time. <laughs> so so I was I was exercising one quarter mile at a time. And, and you know, that was that was probably the best thing for me was to be able to do like I'll do two laps. That's half a mile. I'll do four laps. That's a mile. And then I can go sit down for a little bit and yeah. then get back up instead of now where it's like I have to go down a f- like four flights of stairs <laughs> and then go, you know, back and forth on the street or, you know, do whatever. So, so can we, before we, I don't know how to, we could do whatever order you this, want. But yeah. since you brought it up the it's two January. year, yeah, I was just thinking like how much your life has changed since. Yeah. Like when did you like time wise, how long do you think you were in the mindset of losing weight before surgery? I, th- before surgery, it was probably a few months beforehand that I thought I really needed to like get my ducks in a row. Once I got my surgery date, once I talked to my surgeon, once like all of the the things, I, I personally, I have a really bad habit of not believing anything until it's like actually happening to me. It just seems like fake. So to me, it wasn't real until they said, this is the date, this is the time and that's and you what's got your surgery happen. date like two months before? Yeah, or a month before. And so you were like said, really in the space of, I'm losing weight, I need to get my ducks in a row two two months before. And yeah. then from that point to now, yeah. how do you think your life has changed? I think, honestly, the it's not that I weigh less. It's that my my less weight allows me to do more things. And those things make the difference for me. So it's not losing weight helps physically because like I'm not diabetic anymore. I don't have to take those pills. I don't have, you know, sleep apnea as, as, as strongly as I did before. I don't have to worry about that as much. So those aspects of it, my cholesterol is fine. My blood pressure is normalized. All that shit is cool. But the fact that I've lost 130 pounds since the date of my surgery allows me to run and allows me to go on two mile walks. So like my parents were just here for Thanksgiving and I went for a run in the morning on Friday morning. And then in the afternoon, uh, after the soccer match, my I asked my dad if he wanted to go for a walk with me. And he said, yeah. And we went for a two mile walk and it was great. We talked the whole time. I didn't look at it like punishment. We had a really great chat. We talked about everything and came back to the house and and we're both like, that was great. And not winded, exhausted, sweating, ter- like not it was just a lovely stroll that I got to show him like the neighborhood and then we came back around. That's something I wouldn't have been able to do f- three years ago or even two years ago. Because I, w- I at three ninety, you are not, you are not healthy enough, and now losing a third of my weight, I'm able to run. I'm able to bicycle. I'm able to play tennis. I'm able to do all these things that I wasn't able to do before, and I'm really enjoying it. And I, a lot of the times, if I'm in a bad mood. Or if I'm grumpy in the morning or something, you'll say to me, go ahead. Um, go run? Yeah. <laughs> which which sounds shitty out of context, but 
if you're like, you seem like you're cranky, you seem like you're stressed, why don't you go for a run? Mm -hmm. And then I go and I do that and I come back and then I feel better. Okay. I guess I was hoping to hear more of like how it's changed you. Like emotionally? Yeah. Or like that's how it's changed your day to day. But how has it changed you? That's, yeah. I mean, well, I think that that is how it's changed me. I think that being able to do those things and take pleasure from things that I haven't been able to do in 20 years. I haven't been this weight for, what did I say I was? 260 now? 260. Yeah. So I was 26 when I weighed this much. I'm 42. So it's been 16 years since I've, I've been this weight. So for 16 years, I haven't been able to feel the way I feel and do the things that I do. I feel like the world has opened up for me. I feel like I can explore more things. A really good example of it was Chicago. A, a much better example of it was England. And an even better example in England was Exeter. Because in Exeter, I would wake up in the morning and go explore for like two hours. And I would just walk everywhere. Just get lost. Knowingly get lost. And go and check out churches and rivers and lakes and all this other shit. And then I get back to you and report back to you. And then you and I would go on a much more chill walk to a place or to a spot and then back that to me was like i would never be able to do that and it opened up the possibility of exploration within a city or a town or wherever and being able to be physically active and hiking and biking and and walking and running and jogging and all that is giving me so much pleasure in my life that i never had before I never ran before when I was skin when I weighed a buck eighty in high school I didn't run. I played tennis, but I didn't run. So now that I can go back to playing tennis, I used to ride bicycles. I ride bicycles now. I used to walk a lot and I walk a lot now, but I never ran before. And now I can run. And I and that's opened up a whole different world to me. Shoes and socks and gear and and being outside in nature and I just it's awesome. I'm going to keep pushing back. No, no, keep, keep, keep. Because these are, again, all external things. Yeah. And I want to know what changed internally in you. Because of it? No, because of after the surgery, what has shifted inside of you to, are you more confident? Are you more, um, like, motivated? Are you more, like, positive to yourself? Are you more... Um, resilient are you less self-conscious like any of those like emotional things yeah like what is different about nima today yeah than nima back then not 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 what nima does what nima yeah, wears yeah, yeah. what nima participates in yeah but who nima is inside yeah i i would say i mean my confidence was never low to be higher. So smug. No, no. It just, I was always a very confident person. Uh, my personality has stayed the same, I feel. My physical confidence, oddly enough, when I was fatter, was higher immediately after the surgery. It was way lower. Now it's back to being like normal. But after the skin surgery, whenever that happens, it'll be, it'll be way higher again. So right now I'm feeling very self-conscious, like I have tits, 
my stomach hangs because I've lost so much weight that there's like loose skin. And so all that shows. So that's like fucking with me. Mm. It's fucking with my confidence. Like we're going to Hawaii. We're going to be in the beach. It's fine. I don't care. I'm married to you. You're stuck with me. Like there's not, I'm not trying to impress anybody, but back off my man. (laughs) Stay out of my DMS. You know what I mean? (laughs) But it's one of those things where it's like, I don't really, I, I don't care as much. Like it bothers me, just me, but I'm not like, Oh, I bet people are judging me. Like, I just don't like the way I look right now. So confidence wise in that, in that capacity, it's a little bit of a struggle, but kind of confidence in everything else is is about the same. I would say I'm more motivated in life in in overall because it it it, it it's different. Mm. It's different because of how I got here. I didn't get here based on my uh success, based on my motivation and want for positive result i got here based on fear factors and not wanting to fail Hmm. so if i was positively motivated and i had said to myself i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that i'd be running a marathon now because i'd be like i'm gonna do a 5k and then um, next month i'm gonna do a 10k and then i'm gonna do a half marathon and then i'm gonna ride my bike i'm gonna do a try and then this and then that i'm gonna get super amped about it You've kind of done all those things. You've, well, no, no, no. Like I set a goal and then like chased it for a while. I did a 5K. <clears throat> I did a I did a mini try. So that to be like, I do a 5K every month. And at the end of the month, I do this. I would be like way more motivated to do bigger and better things if I was like, and then positively, I would do this or I would do that or this would be a factor. Because my motivation is external and because it's negative based, it's everything is like, I've fear factor. So I I don't want to fail. I don't want to get to a higher weight. I don't want to lose my momentum with exercise. I don't want to do X, Y, or Z. So like I didn't run today. I'm going to run tomorrow, not because I really want to, but because my fear factor in not running tomorrow makes me spiral into a if I don't run tomorrow and I didn't run today, then I'm not going to run Tuesday and then I'm, everything's going to fall apart and I'm going to be 300 pounds the next thing I know and I'll be back to 410 and I'll be up to 500 and then I'll die. So because of all that shit, I'm more motivated internally to do these things. That internal motivation, albeit has a positive end result, is based in fear and negativity. Hmm. That's not a good thing. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not a five-star review for me, but I it works for me. That's my shit. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. How has your, um, like, what's changed for you in terms of food from, like, day one, Nima, to now? What, yeah. how do you talk to yourself about food compared to before the surgery? How do you approach food compared to before the surgery yeah. and what are what is your relationship to food compared to before the surgery that's a good one so there's there's two factors here factor 1 is before the surgery it was all comfort and quantity so i ate in order to silence 
something, whether it was a fear, whether it was a sadness, whether it was whatever emotion, to stifle that emotion, you create another emotion. For example, if your leg hurts and you hit your thumb with a hammer, guess what hurts more? The hammer on the thumb. So your leg doesn't stop hurting, but your brain puts all its focus on that. So if you're feeling sad and upset and maybe you don't know what you're going to do with your next job, but then you go and eat like three Happy Meals from McDonald's and like a shake and two drinks and three fucking French fries, you feel like... My husband wants a Diet Coke. (laughs) (laughs) But supersize it, right? So that makes you feel like so shit, literally physically feel, feel ill that you don't have time to think about the emotional negativity you're you're now living in the physical negativity. you're just numbing it out right okay that and, and plus comfort foods so things that make you feel good for me which is like gummies um, like those little squishy sour gummies those are my comfort food so if i'm sad upset whatever that's what makes me feel good and so those like peach rings, those fucking spaghetti things, the the ribbons, the sour p- patch kids, all that shit is like this. This feels good to me. I will eat that pre-surgery. So, pre-surgery, okay. and still post-surgery, that still feels good. So I have to be very cognizant of if I'm upset, if I'm which I've had many a time where I'm not feeling good, I'll go to a candy store. And I'll buy a third or a quarter or sometimes a tenth of what I used to buy and just eat that instead. So it's. So your post surgery Nima is still using the same or foods for the same things, but less? Well, not the quantity. So not the first part. So not the, the silencing your sadness with food to feel uncomfortable i'm not doing that but i am eating my comfort foods to feel comfort and the difference is now i don't eat it at a quantity to where i feel sick or i feel over full i eat it and i feel happy and good it's kind of like having a cigar as soon as you have that first puff off of a cigar and you sit back in that leather chair and you relax your shoulders that's where you feel good the rest of the cigar is just dessert, but that's the first piece. So like to me, that aspect of it, with regards to food in general, I have gone way, way, way to the, to the line of quality over quantity. So now if I take a bite of something and I don't like it, I don't finish it. Mm. And if I'm eating something and I really enjoy it, I try to give myself some time. I put sandwiches down. That was a thing I never did. It's a thing we don't ever talk about. I don't know if this is a thing. It's definitely a fat Nima thing for sure. But if you're eating a hamburger and you don't put that burger down, like you take a bite and then you don't put the burger back on the plate, you keep it in your hand or you keep the sandwich in your hand, you're going to finish that because mm. it's in your hand the whole time. But if you take a bite and you put it back down, you may not pick that up. You may get distracted. Wait, you're not eating in your car? <laughs> Right. Well, that's another Wait, thing. You're eating around other people. You're right. having a conversation while shoving a burger in your face. So that so I'm doing it wrong. No, no. Wait. <laughs> let's let's talk about that for a second because you bring up a really good point that's very poignant right now. Mm. I have been slipping lately. I have been eating a little bit shittily, 
It's a word. Look it up. And also, I've been eating in the kitchen again. Alone. Al- right. Alone in the kitchen. Yeah. Which is, uh, it is uh, a thing that I used to do when I was younger. It was a way I used to get away with having a spoonful of this and a little bit of that and a sprinkle of this and, and 10 chips and then a quick little sandwich and a little pop of soda and then come out with a salad on your plate. Mm. And then you go, what was all that? Well, I was fixing a salad. You already ate. You already you just ate like 700 calories. But now you're going to come out and eat the salad. Pretend like that's your dinner. And where does that come from? Now. I mean, where is it? I know it yeah. started when you were young, but like post-surgery Nima, yeah. what is the the impetus for that? It's not coming from the same place. It's not even a habitual thing that I'm like, this is a old habit. It is strictly want. Mm. And that is something that I haven't been able to allow back into my vernacular in a long time is want. For food, it's been need for like a year and a half. And the last six months has been almost more wants than need. At this point, I can eat everything. I can eat anything. Mm -hmm. It's just quantity. Well, as your wife and your partner and your roommate, (laughs) I know that there are times that my bad habits spill over into yours. And vice versa. And that there are times that it could be today, it could be three years ago, and there's no difference in what our choices are, right? Like we make some questionable choices with food sometimes, both of us. But, <clears throat> and I don't want this to sound, I hope this isn't coming across like, you know, I'm calling you out or throwing you under no, the bus no, or not anything. At all. But I do think that it's important to be honest about those struggles and those, um, those old habits cr- cropping up, creeping yeah, up, yeah. because I think a lot of people who are considering the surgery, myself included, yeah. you know, I I want, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> Part of the reason that I'm scared to death of the surgery mm-hmm. for myself is that I don't see myself as motivated as you. Right. I see you as one of the most driven, motivated, like focused people that I've ever met. Correct. I don't see myself like that. And I feel like I want to hear in this podcast from you two years after the surgery that it's easy, that it's um, life-changing, that you make completely different choices than you did the day after, you know, before the surgery, Uh that you um, have a completely different life than you did before and what you're saying now is that you are the same person that you were before yeah that you had the surgery it was a tool it was not easy yeah you're slipping yeah and you're motivated by fear still today yeah and i know some people that have had surgery a year ago that i see as like oh my god they're still so disciplined with themselves they they do not slip they don't let themselves do this they don't let themselves do that and that's the kind of patient I want to be. And I'm sure that's the kind of patient everybody thinks that they're going to be. Sure. Or hoping they're going to be. Right. But, you know, I think that it's important for people to realize through this podcast and through their own journey that, like, you can do this. It doesn't have to be perfect. 
because that's my issue is like, I don't want to do it unless I know I can do it right and do it successfully. And in some people's eyes, maybe they see that you haven't done it perfectly and do, done it right and that you are not a success at this surgery. However, you know, and I, I, I've seen it, that your life has changed a lot because of the weight loss, because of the discipline that you've had to have, because of the fear motivation or whatever, Correct. that you can't help but feel the changes. You, you're not going to do it perfectly. None of us are. But- it's a process. It's a journey. And like, even though you still have some of those same issues yeah. with like choosing the foods that you choose, you are still more healthy and more, um, you're stronger, you're more motivated, you're more, um, I know you say you were confident before and you were, but I see more inner confidence and like discipline now than sure. I ever have because you're, you're going out and running. You're running twice a day sometimes. Some, you know, you're every time we go on vacation, you're like out the door before <laughs> I'm even yeah. halfway asleep from the night before. <laughs> um, so I guess I just I want to commend you and I want to make sure that the message is getting out there about two years out, yeah. you haven't gained the weight back. No. Thank You've God. not lost as much as you wanted to Correct. lose. But you're giving yourself a little more leeway than right. maybe you should. But yeah, also, right. right now, I mean, there may come a time that if you get injured, yes. you may not be able to exercise as much. Right. And that may be like a come to Jesus you're going to have to have with yourself. That's right. About like, okay, I can't just magically eat what I want because I cannot exercise like I was. Correct. And you know, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But if that does, then you're going to have to reframe, recalibrate. And I think that's something that we all have to do, regardless of if we have the surgery, we have to kind of right. have a talk with ourselves and go, okay, these pants don't fit anymore. What am I going to fucking do about it? What am I going to do about it? Yeah. And sometimes the answer is buy bigger pants. Sometimes. Yeah. Because why... pants are not good or bad. They just right. should fit where you are but if if where you are right now is not feeling good mm -hmm. then it's up to you to make a change or a choice anytime you ask me if you should wear this or that if we're going to my mom's house grandpa's house anywhere mm -hmm. what is my number one question to you what's comfortable are you comfortable what's more comfortable yeah and, and what's my always answer nothing no yeah are you comfortable <laughs> no no that's not why i'm asking <laughs> and to me, I remember having meltdowns because I bought a suit. I specifically, purposefully bought it a size and a half bigger than it should have been. Mm. It looked like I was borrowing my older brother's suit for a job interview. And I went to a wedding. I went to a funeral and I wore this big, bulky suit. It hid all my stomach. It hid all my shit. And then within a year to a year and a half, I had outgrown that suit and I had to wear it somewhere else. And I was furious. I remember that day. And to me, my response to that was, I am going to buy a suit five times bigger than it should be just so I never have to deal with this. My solution was never, I'm going to eat right and exercise and take care of myself yeah. because I knew my history. I do not have the tools to do this. And every single class that I took for this surgery was, this is a tool. This is not a solution. This is one thing in your arsenal. 
When you talk about, do I feel better? Absolutely. I said this in a podcast a few episodes ago. Even if I gain all the weight back, plus the tax, as my grandfather likes to say, and I go higher, right now, this moment at 260 is worth it. I have never felt healthier and better and more able to participate in life than I do right now. And it's emotionally moving for mm-hmm. me to even be able to say that. I, I totally agree. And I would say, don't forget this moment. Yeah. Because if, God forbid, something happens and you can't work out as much, or something happens and you slip more and more, and you do start gaining weight back, you will be sad for not staying here. Correct. At this point. And it doesn't mean that you're any less of a success if you do gain it all weight. But just don't think about that as a possibility because this has changed you. This has changed you mentally. I feel like you are, even though you were confident before, I feel like you have proven to yourself on a different level of what you're capable of Yeah. now. And you are so motivated and driven and um, accountable to yourself in a way that I haven't seen before. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. And I think a lot of it is being able to pivot and being able to move along. I say this a lot with regards to people in general. I think I say two things. One, I think every job when they ask you what you do, you're doing sales. You're either selling a product or you're selling yourself to your work or your client or whoever, whatever, you're, everyone is in sales in some form or another. And if you're very good at sales, it can be a problem for you down the road because you can convince yourself of something that's not necessarily true. Mm. So if I'm sitting there going, I'm going to eat this and then starting tomorrow, I'm going to do that and you've convinced yourself and then tomorrow comes and you're like, actually, you know what? It's like almost December 1st. I should just start at the new month and then that'll be that. And then, you know, it just, you just keep pushing it out and pushing it out. I do the opposite when I run. I was telling my dad this on our walk and, I, and he's like, how is, how do you feel when you're running? And I go, I lie to myself all the time. I make deals with myself that I'm running. And if I can run to that mailbox without stopping, I can walk the whole rest of the path. And when I get to that mailbox, I say to myself out loud, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) Like I... That's pretty fucking maniacal. I trick me. I'm like, no, you can stop. I promise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, bitch. (laughs) Just kidding. Psych. Uh, Psych. Ways out. Ways out. As you say in Colorado. (laughs) Uh, all my Denver people, please back me up on this. <laughs> if I get one Instagram message from Denver that says ways out is a thing, I'm going to buy you a fucking... I don't know why, but it's just a Denver thing. Instead of psych, we said ways out. I'm going to oh. buy you a Denver sticker. Oh, will you growing a worm on your face? Ways out. <laughs> ways out. Nice mustache, bro. <laughs> ways out. 
but that's that's my like I trick myself that way. But you can very easily convince yourself the other way of like I'm just gonna eat this and then I'm gonna do that and then you never do the second part. You just do the bad thing, which is the or first. Or you part. think that the second part is actually gonna negate the first part yeah, you yeah. know and then you look at the calories and you're like oh okay well i ate a four thousand calorie snack and right. my two-hour hike burned 40 calories right right cool 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 yeah exactly so there's so i i stopped tracking my food for a while and i haven't gotten back to it i stopped like using my journal every day and i haven't gotten back to it i stopped meditating every day and i haven't gotten back to it and those things really help mm. hold me accountable, help me be able to see. I used to have a journal where it was just a log at that point where it was like eight o'clock had this, nine o'clock ate that, 11 o'clock. When you go in there to type just another thing you ate, you're like, why am I? Hu- I'm not hungry. Yeah. I'm not hungry. I'm bored. Mm. You've seen firsthand when I sit down to watch television, it's the worst thing that I could do. Because I sit there and I watch TV and I get up after 15 minutes. I go in the kitchen. I go grab some chips. I come back. I sit down, eat some chips and dip and whatever. And then I finish my small bowl of chips and I'm full. I go put it back in the kitchen. I come back. I sit. And a half hour, hour goes by. I go back in the kitchen. I go grab something else. Mm-hmm. I come back out. I eat that meat stick, fucking fruit, leather, fu- whatever the fuck. Like none of it's bad on its own. No. It's just like a way to pass the time. But also a glass of water would do the same. It would fill me up and it would also help with my fucking shitty water intake levels. Mm. And I don't know why I can't do that or I don't do that. Not that I can't. Somebody said something one time and it really changed the way I looked at things. Instead of saying I haven't gotten around to it, how do you feel if instead you have to say I haven't prioritized that? Mm -hmm. So if someone says to you, have you done your taxes? And you're like, I just haven't had time. Change that to, I haven't prioritized that, and then see how that makes you feel. When it comes to friendships, when it comes to getting back to a friend, a text message, a phone call, a meetup, a whatever, and when it comes to like drinking water, I haven't had any time to drink water. No, I haven't prioritized drinking water. That sounds insane. That's outside of the complete insanity, which is the fact that so many countries don't have clean water. So many cities have shitty fucking water. What we have in this country, in this city, in this state, which is just exceptional and beyond. And the fact that we can even afford bottled water, but we have a filter on our fridge that just has clean water. Anytime you want, you just push a fu- literally push a button and then water comes out that's clean and ready to drink. But I'm like, I, I can't, as my cousin Rebecca would say, shout out to Rebecca, I can't be fussed. <laughs> I can't be fussed to get a glass of water for myself. So these are the factors that I need to get back into. These are the things that kind of ground me and help me see that shit. But where I am now is so much better. And that's the problem is that I look at this and I go, man, I'm 260. I was 390. I'm flying. I'm not. I'm Right now, I've had a bad couple of days. Between Thanksgiving, between Chicago Chicago. and Denver and coming back in Thanksgiving, I'm not doing well. Yeah. Like me either. Calorically and quality, I am not doing well. The only thing that's helping my factor at all is being able to push that food away and having people around me 
that know what I'm doing. When I was sitting down having Friday Thanksgiving, like leftovers, and my mom was sitting at the table with me, and I made myself a plate, and I had like two bites of turkey, and then I was like full. And then we talk, my mom turns to me and she goes, if you're full, don't eat. And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm not eating. And I just let the plate sit there and we talked and talked and talked and an hour went by. And then I was like, I think I have a little bit of room now I can eat this. I didn't need to. Yeah. I should have gotten up, put it in a Tupperware and put it away, which is what I did with, with the lunch today. Shout out to Tupperware since <laughs> that no one's used in, since 1985. <laughs> Rubbermaid Pyrex. We know you're there too. Pyrex is the move. Fucking Pyrex. Um, okay, so let me ask you this. If this is a time of recalibrating and yeah. recommitting or yeah. re, you know, restarting, not restarting your journey, but just recommitting. Yeah. What would you say to four-year Nima? Because I feel like there's this precipice, right? Like there's this... We're at a precipice. Okay. Is that the right term? Well, yeah, the precipice like, is, is like the edge of something. Yeah, this is the or moment. The peak of this something is the peak that you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. that you could either go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or this could be the balance point. Okay. Like your walking stick, you know, you're such a nerd about your like, yeah, yeah. Look, this is the center. It completely yeah, balances. Right. If I put my finger right yes, here, yes. it's completely level. Yeah, I have yeah. a level on my stick. Yeah. Anyway, so this is, it could either be the, <laughs> the precipice of the peak where you go down. Yes. Or it could be the center of the peak. Yeah. Where this is the middle of the journey, right? Okay. So like four-year Nima, what would he say today? What would four-year Nima say to two-year Nima yeah. that you can do in order to not make it the downhill? I mean, probably it would be, you know, get back to tracking, get back to numbers. That's really my safe space is like analytics mm -hmm. and numbers. I don't want to go back to tracking every walk and run and and bicycle ride and all that shit. I don't want to do that. Yeah, because just moving your body, I think, is enough for you mentally yeah. of like you did something today. Yeah, and I track it on my watch so I know my move rings and shit close, but I don't want to like sit there because I used to have like formulas and shit that was like what my pace is, mm -hmm. how many calories I burned, how like what it I'm looked really like. grateful that you don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, it you. didn't affect you anyway. Oh, it bored the shit out of me. Well, I never really, anyway, okay, I digress. <laughs> babe, babe, my pace today yeah, was yeah, 2.4. Yeah. Oh, like yesterday it was a 20% increase from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm sure Mr. it was Wizard. annoying to someone. <laughs> To someone like you, but but <laughs> was, that, was that a bad enough dig? To someone of your mental stature, someone of your ilk, I get it. You call my people dumb? No, no, just just not athletic. No, I know. So, uh, but it, but the point is that I think if I get back to logging, using the app to track my food, to putting the, the journal entries in to weighing myself back on a daily basis and just kind of paying attention to that and then starting to change my eating habits. I think that, that the, the last part will come with the implementation of the first parts. But if I don't do those first things, I'm, I'm not going to see the change that I'm looking for. And I think eventually, I mean, I, I had this conversation with my dad. My dad was telling me like, 
finances and you need to save X amount. And if you invest in this portion, you can do it at this amount and you could do 10% or whatever, all these things, right? He's like, what would you do if you had this, 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 and that, that, that? Actually, I'll give you the example, right? If you had two credit cards and one has a 20% interest rate and one has a 10% interest rate and they both, you owe $500 on each and you have $500 to pay off one credit card, are you paying off the higher interest rate or the lower interest rate? Higher. Higher. And my answer was, what I would do is I would see if I can transfer the balance from the higher to the lower. If I could do that, then I would do that and then I would pay off the lower at five. If not, then I would pay off the higher, obviously. Whatever the my dad's point was something different, but but my point after that to him was people understand this. This is basic math, right? People grasp that concept. It's implementing that, which is the difficult part. Mm-hmm. Knowledge has its place, but doing the work is a completely different beast. Everyone understands how weight loss works. It's literally subtraction. Mm-hmm. It's calories in calories minus out. calories out. That's it. If it's positive, you're gaining weight. If it's negative, you're losing weight. That's how that works. If you eat 1,000 calories and you burn 1,200, you're negative 200 calories. And by the time that adds up to a pound of like within five days, that is your, you've lost a pound in five days. Is that healthy? Whatever. That's not the calculation. How you lose weight is burning more calories than you're ingesting, Mm -hmm. period. Everyone understands that. That's not a difficult concept application is difficult implementation is difficult knowing it and doing something about it are two different things so i understand how i'm supposed to lose weight if i can't get myself motivated to do that then i need to find a way to uh, motivate myself in other ways to jumpstart my motivation and one of those ways is starting to track and see the food that i'm consuming on a daily basis to say, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this. Because then, then you see the science happening. Yep. And you're like, I'm not going to judge myself for this intake. Correct. But I'm not going to be surprised or beat myself up when it, it works out to uh, gaining a pound. Right. Or that may make me motivated to ingest less the next day and work out more the following day. Or you But know. also when you start looking at snacks, you're like, okay, I want to have like a fruit leather... Uh, like a Persian fruit leather, like a lava shack, right? Shout out to lavashack.com. <laughs> so I want a lava shack. I'm going to go get one. It's 90 calories for a full sheet. And it's very filling. Because it's all just, it's just fruit that's like in a paste. And that's it. That's, that's sugar. Well, well, the sugar's in the fruit, right? Mm, so it's just 90 okay. calories. Okay, great. So I can have that. But if instead I want to make myself a sandwich, two pieces of bread is 90 calories plus the whatever I'm going to put in the sandwich is another 90 calories. So that's now 180 calories. So how do I, what makes me more full? What makes more sense? What do my calories look like for the day? Then I can What's start making... nutritious? Absolutely What's that. What's the protein right. that's going to carry you through? And then where is my protein at for the day? Where is my water intake at for the day? Where is my fruit intake at for the day? And what do I need to focus on instead? And then... All those other factors get involved. Once you start looking at the amount of food that you've eaten and the calories in, calories out, then you can start making healthier choices and then you're motivated by another factor. So sometimes when the motivation isn't there, you have to create it. Anytime someone tells me I want to start a business, I have two questions right off the top. A, is there a 
a place for your business? Is there a want for your business? And there doesn't have to be because the second question is, can you create a want? Sometimes people don't know what they want. Can you create a want for your business? If you can, then you can go into business and then it just becomes a money thing. But if you can't create a desire for your product, it doesn't matter what you're selling it for. If no one wants it, no one's going to buy it. So that's the thing is that you, if you can't get motivated... Just, if you're selling crutches, you got to break some legs. That's right. Then they'll buy your crutches. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got to beat up the pavements so people... You got to break a few legs. Yeah. You got to break a few eggs. <laughs> making omelets, making crutches. Yeah, samesies, right? So that's that's how I look at things. And that that kind of external motivation is the jump start to mm-hmm. getting me on the right track again. And to be honest with you, Hawaii is going to be a really difficult test. Uh, Mexico would have been way more difficult because most of Mexico, when we go, we go to all-inclusive resorts, which is just a minefield. But because it's just food is available all the time, all day, every but day. But healthy options are available plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Options, sure. But if you're going to get like something at like an Italian restaurant or, or there's a sushi joint I want to try out or there's a this or that, you know, you you may end up overindulging mm. a little bit more than you would normally if you were paying the bill. Hawaii is going to be a little bit easier because it's really expensive there and also the food is very healthy. So it's mostly fruit and seafood. And pork. Oh yeah, tons of pork. Tons of pork. So I'm going to eat light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also there's not going to be a lot of like activity in Hawaii, right? It's going to be like snorkeling, which is basically floating. <laughs> And then there's like chilling at the beach, maybe getting in the water, having a beer. Like it's it's all very like chill and tranquil. And, you know, there's not like a let's go for like a huge, you know, 10 mile hike or whatever. So it's also not like Chicago, New York, you know, Vegas or, or well, not Vegas, but like London where it's like, let's go to take the train to here and then walk from Piccadilly mm-hmm. to, you know, this place to that place to that place. You know, you're, you're not doing a lot of walking in Hawaii. So th- there's those those all those factors as well. But I think it'll be a really good kind of test for me to be able to track as well. Because also tracking while on vacation sucks. Yeah. Because you, you're not eating at any restaurants you're familiar with. You're always trying to figure out like, you know, what... Things are exotic. You want to try new things. Yeah. What is a poke bowl? And I know like the poke bowls here is going to be totally different than the poke bowls in Hawaii. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? The fish are more chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that four-year NEMA is continues. I hope that four-year... I can't talk. It's okay. I'm going to leave all this in. Don't worry about it. Good, 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 good. I hope that four-year NEMA is just as proud of himself as two-year NEMA because you've put in so much. You've changed so much about your life, so much about your habits, so much you've implemented some new, very healthy things into your life. And you're a happier person. Way happier. You were. And I think that, you know, the future is just as bright for you. Like, even Mm. though you feel like, oh, I've plateaued or whatever. I think that even if you never lose another pound, four-year Nima can be even happier, even more proud of himself than two-year Nima is yeah it, i mean possible for sure I, I can't wait to do this uh do this with you at four years to yeah listen back and, and maybe see. my life will look different too i mean so let's talk about that 
before we go. Okay. What is your, where, where are you in your journey? Why don't, why don't you bring us up to date? Because the last time we spoke, you said you were thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You weren't a hundred percent sure about it. And then you were, you were considering doing classes. Mm-hmm. So now what has happened? You know, I'm a little hesitant to talk about it, but... Oh, you don't have to. No, no, no. It's okay. I think um, I'm like 90% <laughs> on the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. But the the 10% that I can't get there, I'm trying to ignore because it's just the loud self-doubt. Of what? What is the... Tell of me about that 10%. The self-doubt is just like I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can be as motivated. I don't know that I can yeah. stay away from my triggers or that I can stop using food as a comfort or that I can stop beating myself up mentally if I do slip or if I can not do it perfectly and still think I'm okay. Or, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm afraid that I am going to slip, beat myself up, tell myself I suck, fall back in a hole and then be 400 pounds again. Do you, can I tell you an observation that I Mm -hmm. see with you? I don't think that you eat poorly so much as you don't. I don't move enough. Do enough exercising or walking Mm -hmm. to compensate at all. I mean. Okay. Yes, I agree. And that I know that that's a simple math equation as well. Um, but also you have pain in your hip and, and your back. The and- other big factor is like part of me thinks I am in so much pain that is uh, exacerbated by my weight Yeah, but doesn't come from my weight, I don't think. And maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe I'll be, you know, if I do lose weight, my pain will magically disappear like yours. But yeah. I'm afraid that it won't. And then what? Like the reason I can't do a lot now is because I can't do a lot. <laughs> right. You know, like my yeah, back yeah. hurts, my hips hurt, my hips lock up, my knees, you know, it's just I have so many fucking structural issues yeah. that have been I've been struggling with for so long that I'm so sick of being in pain that what if I lose weight and then the pain is still there? Like, I'm really fucking afraid of that. Yeah. And that's definitely... And I'm going to be mad if that happens. (laughs) I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Yeah, of course. Right. And that's definitely a a possibility that you're going to lose weight and and the pain is still going to be there. I will say that the people that I've spoken to that were, you know, have done the surgery. And when I say to them, you know, have you, what's, what's been the biggest factor? And they go, I did the surgery and I just started shedding weight like crazy. And it was a bunch of water weight in the beginning. And then this, that, that, and then all of a sudden I'm down a hundred pounds and I haven't left my house to go for a walk yet. And to me, it was like day three. That I was like walking half a mile. Well, you were already walking before the surgery. Yeah, you yeah. were really like up to two or three miles a day. Yeah. And I think for me, my factor was more, I want to make sure I do this really well. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that in our relationship was always something early on before I had the surgery, which was you were always trying to get me to go on walks with you or hikes with you. And I never wanted to go with you. 
And then after I had the surgery, every time I asked you... Well, after I had a car accident. Correct. Yeah. And then you hurt your hips again, and then it fucked with you. Tailbone. Yeah. All that tailbone shit. And then you had to get shots and everything. So then you wouldn't go on walks with me. You have a built-in walking partner with me forever. Mm -hmm. So if you ever want to go for a little walk, a longer walk, a hike. Can you carry me? Sure. (laughs) If you lose a little bit. (laughs) Come on, bro. You can can press this. I got to get the Planet Fitness uh, sponsorship (laughs) soon and then we can get in there and and do do our thing. Yeah. And, you know, I get anxious about it because I know a lot of people talk like, oh, when I lose weight in my butt, my no, I tailbone hurts and i'm like well fuck my tailbone already hurts with all this extra padding because of this nerve damage so not that that's not a reason to not do the surgery i'm not like trying to put you know barricades in the way but i'm like preliminary anxious preliminarily anxious about it yeah because of that it's like what if this doesn't fucking work man but there's there's fixes around it the the way i look at it is that It'll make, will it make anything better for you? Will it make it easier for you to go up and down stairs? Will it make it easier for you to walk around the block or walk around up like the downtown area without, without feeling winded or feeling self-conscious, you know? Or looking for a chair everywhere we go because I was just going to say that. Yeah. And we, we just went to the farmer's market with my parents yesterday and then we went to some other place and some other place. And as we're walking around, my number one factor for you is like, there's a bench you can go sit. Mm-hmm. There's a, we, if we walk over there, there's a bench you can sit. I'll go bring the car over. And I'm very conscious of that. And I know that you are. And that's a factor that I feel like sometimes you're ashamed of or you're worried about people judging you for. And you're just taking care of yourself. But if you didn't have to worry about that, you know? Or maybe they'd be like, oh, that skinny girl must be in pain. <laughs> Instead of, oh, that fat girl's too fat. Yeah, She's yeah. got to sit. Um, yeah. When you weighed less, uh-huh. when we first met, do you remember what you weighed? No. I never remember what I weighed. Oh, you don't? I just know from pictures that I was lighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you feel better when you and i first met like seven years ago no i mean no before my car accident yes but okay. i didn't feel like a thin person i always have felt like the biggest girl in the room even if i wasn't like even in high school and i look back and i'm like shit i'd shit my pants and throw a party if i had that body now (laughs) which are two very disparate concepts but um i've had that conversation with my sister before where we look at photos of of ourselves when we were younger and i say i would kill to have that figure again Mm -hmm. and i remember thinking i was fat at that moment yeah that's never being told i was fat as people asking me, well, you know, you have about 10 pounds to lose. I can't 
even tell you how many guys that I was in love with either said to my face or told my best friend behind my back while they were boning (laughs) that, you know, Michelle would be so, she would be like the perfect girl if she just lost a bunch of weight or if she just lost 30 pounds, she'd be so hot. Go fuck yourself. If you've ever said that to somebody, fuck off. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Ugh. But- so I guess what I'm saying is I'm I've jumped through all the hoops. You're done with all the classes. Yeah, I've done all the classes, all the tests, all the psych evaluations. Okay, I don't believe in aliens. Did they ask you that? Yeah, I mean they asked all kinds of weird shit, and um, but I I'm still like just hesitant, and part of me is like you got to. Get on board. You have to do what Nima did. You have to do this the way Nima did, which is not true. But like I see how you did before surgery of like really changing your diet and walking. Not a whole lot of diet changes, but a lot of walking. Yeah. So I'm really. um, I was actually looking at videos of me before surgery and the walking that I was doing. And I was probably walking at a two mile pace. Mm hmm which is very slow. And I but look how far was winded mm. by the end of it because I was also talking. Yeah, you were trying to send video messages yeah. to people and you were really, really wheezing. Yeah. But you were doing it. And I my mean, <sighs> breathing yeah. like that and trying to... And now, I mean, I forgot how much my back used to hurt. Yeah. My back hurt so bad that when we walked, I would have to stop and yeah. bend my knees to relieve the pressure in my lower back. And you would also back. lift up your belly. Oh, Do you God, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Because your belly... Yeah, yeah, that's right. When it was bigger, was kind of like pulling on yeah, your lower back, right. pulling your low back forward like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like a sway. I forgot that. Yeah, that's right. It, and imagine how much pressure oh, was man. on your spine at that time. And like you would literally like lift up yeah, your belly. That's right. Yeah. And Poor I don't. Nima's and back. I never think about that now. Ever. Yeah. When I walk, it's just literally I've had this moment before. I'm running. Yeah. And I think to myself, oh, I, I want to stop running. And then I have to have a conversation with myself. Are you tired? Mm-hmm. No. Are you winded? No, I can talk. Why do you want to stop running? I'm bored. Mm. I'm bored. Not it hurts. <laughs> Not I, I was, can't breathe. I'm just bored of running. Miracle, you're bored while running. That never will happen to me. <laughs> and it, and that's the thing, though. But it doesn't. What do you have do? Change to... the song. In that case, <laughs> no. I just I just get back into it and Start I'm like doing math. I'll just keep. Oh, I have I do a lot of math when Square I run. Square root of seventy nine. Oh, that's a good one because it's not nine. It's eight point something. Oh God. Don't get me started. Stop. But here's the thing. It doesn't, that's not how it has to happen. I've had this conversation before where I said that like, I have a, one of the owners of the company that I work for was like, I don't know how you guys run every day. And I, you know, I'd never be into it. I can't exercise. I hate running. There's more exercises than running. Yeah. You don't have to like running because you don't have to do running. Yeah. You could do whatever you like. You like hiking? We can go hiking. You like walking? We can walk. You want to ride a bike? We can ride a bike. Whatever it is that you're into, we can end up doing that. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to run or I have to do it the Nima way or I have to do it the whoever way. 
it doesn't have to be any of that shit. Right. You know, there's more podcasts than mine out there. Believe it or not. You won't let me listen to any of them. <laughs> That's not true. Don't do that. <laughs> you guys, help me. There's the Send me. My Bariatric Life. Shout out to Amanda and Chris. There's No Guts, No Glory. Yeah. Shout out to them. Allison and Courtney. Love them. Yeah. So, and there's tons, tons of, of podcasts out there that talk to this uh, situation. And, and um, it's amazing and wonderful. Um, I need to come clean about something. Uh-oh. When we came back from Chicago, yeah, on that flight, mm-hmm. and I asked for the seatbelt extender, yeah, I kind of kept it. Oh. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> don't you, say which airline. I okay, I won't. I was just gonna don't too, but I won't. But you kept it. Yeah, because why not? I'm gonna need it on every <laughs> fucking flight I take. Well, Unless I get the surgery. Okay, so when you get the... So make this a, a goal for yourself. Yeah, when, when I get the surgery. When you get the surgery. And I lose 100 pounds. And you lose 100 pounds. Then I give it back to a Southwest counter agent. It, no, we're feeling that we're going to beep out that the airline. Oh, it wasn't Southwest. <laughs> beep. Beep. Was it? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway so i'm gonna give it back to a random yeah, yeah. Uh, airline carrier we'll go on a flight somewhere and then you'll just go i think someone dropped this on the oh, ground someone left this in my yeah, purse yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> someone left this on the chair sorry here you go <laughs> if you see something say something yeah. i saw it sitting in my purse so i'm saying something <laughs> ma'am why does it say spirit on the <laughs> <laughs> poor spirit why is it yellow Gives gets so much shit, Spirit. Fuck them. They're not a sponsor. We got Spirit. Yeah, yeah, we got Spirit. <laughs> okay. Never heard that song. Anyway. Oh, do you know roughly when you would have the surgery if you were going to have the surgery? Mm. Have they given you like a roundabout? Like if you're done I, with everything, what are you waiting eligible on? eligible until February. How are you? Uh, what is the eligibility factor? Six months from the time that I first met with the nutritionist. Oh, okay. So so February is when it could first start to happen. Yeah. Okay. But I think, like, they know that I'm closing in on it. Yeah. And the surgeon is, like, you know, keeping dates open for you that You did all the time. blood all work, the all the pooped in a bucket? I pooped in a bag and carried it through a Vons yeah. to the back of Vons where they have a little fake doctor's office yeah. that used to be the Elizabeth Holmes blood office. Did they uh did they lose your poop? Didn't they lose your poop? Uh no. I thought they would but or I thought they did but then they didn't. Oh good. Thank so. God. All right. Well. You haven't really lived until you have Taken a stool sample of your own <laughs> and put it in a jar and taken it in a bag to a grocery store. A grocery store. <laughs> that was the worst part where I was like, I'm walking through the grocery yeah, store yeah. with my poop in a bag. Was there a little bit of like, you feel like poop a on my spy? Hands? No. <laughs> Was there a little bit of like you feel like a spy? Like, like do you? Okay, do you? Remember? Everybody knows you walk in. Hold on, wait. Do oh, you? Do you God. remember when, like, when you first started having sex, and then you would like have when sex? When did we get married? Stop it. You would have <laughs> sex with somebody, and then like you would go to you would go to like Vons mm-hmm. to get like a Gatorade or whatever because you were so thirsty. Oh my! And God. then you'd just be like, 
everyone knows I just had sex. This is amazing. This is so cool. No, because I was wearing a sign that said, I just had <laughs> <Yeah>. sex. <laughs> neener, neener, neener. So did you feel that way with the yes, poop? Yes, I was like carrying this Quest <laughs> Diagnostics bag. Like, inside the grocery store like trying it to says like biohazard it. human waste <laughs> feces inside do not shake excuse me where do you keep your chicken nuggies because i'm a little hungry you, you can't multitask there you're like i'm just gonna drop off my shit and get a few things you can't do that you gotta oh, do one man. and then leave and then go to a different sorry box. ma'am can you hold this bag for me i need to check my purse uh, and then you had to, some of it was frozen. You had to huh? bring in some frozen poop. <laughs> it's a real dedication. Yeah. They make you jump through some fucking hoops. So wait, our freezer in our house has had poop in it? I don't know. Okay, cool. All right. Good to know. That's not shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I think we could leave it on. Poop in a bag, um, poop, in a bag. poop in a bag. If you want to get surgery, you have to poop in a bag and put it in your freezer. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to poop in a bag? Hey. Somebody feed Phil yeah. <laughs> some poop in a bag. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know what the next year will bring Yeah. for you and for I. Yeah. Me, us. That's one of the things that really bothers me. You and I. You when someone me. is like, I say it wrong. Make sure to tell uh, your mother and I how you feel. And you're like, it's not tell I how you feel. It's me. Yeah, but it's you don't say that to your father. Don't do it. Tell but anyway, I just think like, you know, I hope that you'll have me back next year and that we can have a different, <laughs> uh, a different kind of update. We might have like a, 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 like breaking news. Like 15 minute podcast of just like Michelle's gone in for surgery and she'll be out tomorrow. I mean, this the number of people that you've inspired with this podcast is like kind of disgusting. Three people? It's literally one person. You're so full of shit. No, no, listen. A lot of people listen to this podcast. A lot of people are like, oh, this podcast is really cool and I appreciate you. Literally, one person has said, you're the reason why I did the surgery. Which, by the way, I'm totally good with. I couldn't be happier. I just am I'm more than happy that I helped one person actually decide to have the surgery. Please <laughs> bite your tongue. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Because you I'm not up. even gonna like yeah, name yeah. them all, but uh, like yeah, yeah. there's at least three guests that you've had on this <laughs> podcast that yeah. have also been inspired by you to have their own surgery. Then there's the woman of God. Then there's the woman, oh the the nun. Then there's oh, I still uh, gotta meet up with her. There's like a couple people in your DMs. All these people <laughs> sliding into my husband's DMs. What the fuck? They're like, I think you're so funny. Oh, I'm so inspired by you. You know what I get the most in my messages? There's a what? lot of like, thank you for having this podcast, and it Is really your wife helps. Single? Please keep it around. <laughs> No, no. The what I get the most is like a lot of like people going like, by the way, you're my fucking people because you say fuck and I appreciate it. Mm. And I can't tell you how vindicated I feel just because of the conversation with my dad going like, I don't listen to your podcast because you say bad words. And I'm like, you mean like fucking no, shit? No, I think he said like, I don't think you need as many F-bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I fucking several do. Several people have said that to you. Fuck yes, I fucking do. 
Fucking A, fucking right. Anyway. I'm going to um, count them one time and, and... You inspire me. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. As that. well as all these other people that yeah. listen and that uh, thank you for what you've done. Yeah. I'm proud of you thank for what you you've done much. and what you've accomplished and how many people you've helped and for just getting the word out there because I don't think there were a lot of... Um, a lot of these types of podcasts out there when you started. There aren't. There, there still aren't that many. There's, there's right, but there's three few, times as many since you started. Well, I don't know about that. But like there's, there's next episode I'm going to have like podcasts you should be listening to outside of my bariatric uh, life podcast and No Guts, No Glory. There's a slew of them and I really want to start promoting other ones because um Next year is my last year. I'm going to do 12 more episodes. So, well, this is so this is the November recap, which is in launching in December. So, I'm going to have 12 more episodes. So, January through December, and then that's it. So, once I have all that, then that'll be then it'll just live and be useful for people in the future. Yeah, for sure. You know, maybe you'll do updates every once in a while on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or on our other podcasts or yeah. whatever, but I'll have updates on there. Thank you. Well, thank you. For I appreciate you letting me be your guest, you. and yeah. I love you very much, and I I'm very proud very of you. And um, keep up the good work, kid. Okay, yeah, we'll do. We gotta go do your self tape now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you, and I will talk to you all next month. Love Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast, or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. 